we're up to Yuma Adaf Chof Ches. Gemara was discussing if a Zor does the Seder Avodah, he sets up the Shnei Gezirim, the two blocks of wood on the Mizbeach, he'll be Chai of Misa because that's after Abolas Dam, that's at Avodah's Kodesh, only the Kahanim are allowed to do that. The Zor is going to be Chai of Misa. So now, Rebbe says, how could he say that he's going to be Chai of Misa? It's not an Avodah Tama. We said that only an Avodah that is the finishing, the final Avodah in the process, is going to be Chayiv Misa by Azor. But there's more that happens after just setting up the Shnei Zirim. Elamai, Rabbi Asiyom and Rabbi Yochanan was saying that he's going to be Chayiv because it is an Avodah Tama. They hold that setting up the Shnei Zirim is an Avodah Tama. Rava says, wait, if it is, then it shouldn't need a pious. If it's such a chosh of avodah, then it should have, it should be part of the lottery. And the Gemara says, yeah, you're right. They did add it into the lottery. So what's Rava really asking? He's saying if it's so chosh, if it should have its own lottery. They should raffle off who gets to put these two blocks of wood on the marocha. The Gemara says, yeah, we, we already discussed that. We said that they added it to the lottery to excite the kahanim to come because they weren't showing up for just the chumas Marzuch and Rav Ashi say that we talk a whole that it's an avoided tama, and that's why the Shnei Zirim are going to be Chayv Misa by Azar. Now, in the morning in the base of Mikdash, they would ask someone in charge would say, go find out if it's time for Shechita, meaning find out if it's morning. Why, do, why didn't they ask, is it time to set up the Gezire Eitzim? You see that it's not part of the day service, it's something the night before. So if it was time for the Gzira Eitzim setting up those blocks of wood, it wouldn't mean that it's day yet. The Gemara says the only reason why they didn't ask about the Gzira Eitzim is because that has the Takana. If a Zor did put the Gzira Eitzim on the Mizbeach, he could just take it off and a Kayan would put it back on. But Shechita must, must be done by a Kayan. You can't fix that up. That's why they asked for Shechita and not Gziri Eitzim, even though Gziri Eitzim really are a day avoidah. Now the next parak called Omalem Hamamuna, says in the Mishnah, the Gabbai in the base of Mikdash, the one in charge, would say, go find out if it's time for, shchita, for, for the Shechita. Find out if it's morning. If it was, then he would call back, Barkoi, it's lit. The sky is lit. And Shmuel says that he would say, hey, the whole eastern side of the sky is lit until Chevron. And then, then someone would respond to Hain, and the Gemara is going to elaborate what this conversation was. Why did they need this elaborate announcing of the morning? Because there was one time when they accidentally shechted the carbon tomate before it was daytime. Because they looked up at the moon, and it, it seemed like it was the sun. They had to throw out all that entire carbon tomate. Next, the Mishnah tells us that the Kohen Gadol went to go toivel, and in fact, anyone in the base of Mikdash who used the bathroom for Gadolim had to toivel, but just for Katanim, he would not have to. He would just need to wash his hands and feet. Now, the Gemara brings down five shitas of what the announcer of the day would say. Rabbi Shmuel says he would announce, Barak Barakoi, there's a flash in the sky. Rabbi Kiva said, Ola Barakoi, which is even brighter than that. Nahumo ben Afkashion said he would announce that it's a light even in Hebron. Rav Shmuel, who was in charge of the lotteries, said the announcement was the entire eastern side of Hebron is lit up. Yehuda ben Maseira said he would announce the whole eastern side of Hebron is lit up so much so that people are going out to work. The Gemara says, wow, people are going out to work. That's really late. That's like very, very light. 
not that they're going out to work, the Gemara clarifies they're going out to hire workers for today's work. Now, the Gemara tries figuring out why did they have to start the Avodah so early in the morning, exactly the first second that it was already day? They learned this out from Avram Avinu's Zuizus. Avram Avinu davened Mincha as soon as the wall started darkening, meaning that the sun went over the midway point that the side that where the sun was just on, it passed to the other side, and now this side of the wall is dark. The same way Avram Avinu davened the second it was time for Mincha, so till we start, the second we're able to do a mitzvah. The second we can start the Avodah. How else do we learn from Avram Avinu? You see that really the entire eighth day is kosher to do bris milah. Yom hashmini yimo. But what did Avram Avinu do? Vayashkem Avram Avinu, he woke up early and he saddled his donkey. We do have a kasha from somewhere else, because we have a Mishnah that says that on Erev Pesach, that's on Erev Shabbos, they would shech the carbon Pesach six and a half hours into the day, and be makavet at seven and a half hours into the day. The question is, why wait six and a half hours into the day? Shech it as soon as the sun is directly above the wall, so that the sides of the wall are darkened. So there's a difference between Avram Avinu and the way we make our chashbarnas of the earliest time to do a mitzvah. First of all, maybe the base of Mikdash walls were different than Avram Avinu's wall because maybe they got wider at the bottom. So it took longer for the entire wall to darken. Next, maybe Avram Avinu was much better at understanding the zmanim, the way the sun worked and the times to be. He, he was able to do it immediately. We have to wait a little longer until we know for sure that the zman has arrived. Third, maybe Avram Avinu their potential answer is that he was a zokin and he was sitting in yeshiva. He had the issue of Adas to understand the zmanim. We know he was sitting in yeshiva because if Chama ben Revi Chanina teaches us that during every era of our forefathers, there was never a time when we weren't sitting and learning. In Mitzrayim, the Pasuk says, Leich v'asavta es zikne Yisrael. A zokin is the of someone who's learning in yeshiva. In Midbar, we all said yeshivas. Asfali shivim ish mizikne Yisrael. Avram Ravinu was a zokin. It says Avram zokin b'abayomim. Yitzchak Avinu also v'hi ki zokin Yitzchak. Yaakov Avinu v'ein Yisrael kovdu mi zokin. Eliezer Eved Avram was a zokin. It says v'yemar Avram el avdoi zokin beisoy hamoshe b'chol hashaloi. Eliezer was called a zokin. Rabbi Eliezer says, what does it mean hamoshe b'chol hashaloi? It's Moshe. He was Moishel. He ruled on all of the Torah of his Rebbe. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, Hu Damesek Eliezer? So Rebbe Eliezer says, Rebbe Lazar teaches us that he was able to draw and pour all of the Torah of his Rebbe to other people. He was able to give it over. Next, the Gemara tells us something fascinating. Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah. It says in the Pasuk, Ekev Asher Shoma Avram Bekoili. The Marashah teaches us that he even kept the lois assays. Some people will volunteer to do assays, to put on tefillin, to sit in a sukkah, to hear a shoifer. But Avram Avinu also voluntarily kept the lavin. The assays we know from a Mishnah in Kedusha. Rav's Chedush is the lavin. Frector Shimi to Rav. said, wait, who says that, that this Pasuk is telling me that he kept the entire Torah? Maybe he kept the Sheva Metzvah's Benenoyach. No, we know he also kept Mila. Okay, so Sheva Metzvah's Benenoyach and Mila. Ah, then why does the Torah say, say mitzvoisai v'soi roisoi? means the entire Torah. In fact, Rav or Ashi say that Am Ravinu kept even Erev Tav Shilin. Torah Shebeksav, Torah the Derabonons, A to Z. Now the Gemara clarifies this conversation that the light watchman had, Kahanam on the ground. 
So who said Hain? We know that the person up there would announce that it's light, and the person at the bottom or someone would say Hain. So if the guy on the roof is saying Hain, he's announcing it's light and also agreeing with himself? How does the guy on the floor know to agree that it's light? He doesn't see what the guy on the roof sees. So there are two ways that we can answer that to understand this conversation. Either, either the guy on the roof starts saying, he says it's light, and on the floor, on the ground level, the Koyan says, wait, is it light all the way to Hebron? And then the one on the roof, he would respond to that question with Hain. Or you could say the guy on the ground would say, he would call up to the, to the Koyan on the roof and say, is the eastern side of the sky lit yet? And from the top, he would ask, wait, how far are you asking, till Hebron? Malay, and then the one on the bottom would say, Hain, yeah, I'm trying to find out whether it's light all the way to Hebron. Now, why did they need to have this whole inspection? Because we had this disaster scenario where they shechted the carbon tomb too early. Now, the Gemara asks, wait, they confused the moonlight with the sunlight? How could it confuse them? Rebbe teaches us that the moon's, the moon's light shines like a beam. The sunlight scatters everywhere. So, Tony Debe Rishmol explains that it was a cloudy day, and the clouds dispersed the moonlight everywhere. So it could be a moon or the sun. That's where they got confused. The Papa says, you see from here, that on a cloudy day, sun is everywhere. Even in the shade. Okay, Someone wants to spread out his leathers, his, his skins. Or if a woman wants to knead the bread, she doesn't want to knead it in the sunlight. So on a cloudy day, everywhere has a din of sunlight on it. Have a wonderful day.